Well, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Take, where we sit down with Pastor James and ask a few questions about the sermon from Sunday. Okay. I've got a different. Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. Well, hey, and welcome back to Tuesday Take. I'm sitting here with Pastor James. How are you, man? Hey, Shane. You doing all right? I'm doing good, man. That's good, man. Good, good. Um, man, uh, Sunday seemed challenging. I'm sure it wasn't one that was. I, I don't think you've ever sat down and said, "You know what? I'm going to teach out of uh, Matthew 5, 31 to 32 this morning." Yeah. Well, it's and I kind of felt like I knew we needed to jump out of of that, you know, right when everything happened with the pandemic. Like I just, yeah. I think that was just, I felt the Lord leading in that way, but just to bring some normalcy back. I, I, you know, I think it's good to jump back in to, to look at uh, all this going on, but it was just like, we left off with divorce. And so it was like, that seems like a really abrupt thing to jump back into. And yeah. so it, it did feel a little abrupt, you know, but somewhat, but even intro. And I mean, I don't think it's, you know, I think it's something we deal with and even could be dealing with now, you know? And so anyway, we wanted to, jump back in but it's always just a really sensitive uh it's just sensitive topic there's just so many layers to it um i definitely that was kind of my fear you know and of course you and i talked about it you know i'd prayed sunday morning you know i was really praying i said lord i hope basically i was like i hope people don't hate me after this yeah. of course that's uh you know but also at the same time i i really felt from the lord i was like you know but but this is what the lord has said and so just to trust what he said and then if somebody disagrees um or if someone doesn't like it, what the Bible says, and they're not, it's not necessarily against me, it's against God and what he said, but um, I, it's just difficult. There's just so many layers to divorce. There's so many different, I mean, it's not a one-size-fits-all thing of for divorce. There's so many different circumstances. There's so many different things, and it's just, I don't know, it's just difficult and hard, and, and I, I um, anyway, I, you know, I'm kind of glad we're past it somewhat. <laughs> imagine, you know, we can move man. to a next, an, another topic but um but well, i think we need it you know jesus addresses it you know so it's like we can't sweep it under the rug you know i thought it was uh like you were saying it's very timely you see like you said sunday the numbers coming out of china that um 
there's more requests for divorce and that top, you know, divorce lawyers in the world are saying that out of this, we're going to start seeing. So I think it was probably difficult yet timely. Yeah. Um, and so, man, jumping into some questions this morning, why did you start off with addressing single people and being single and dating? Why was that kind of the, the application points? Why did you start there? Well, I know that, you know, people may listen, may be uh, single or dating or looking to get married. And so I think that's really ultimately where a lot of it, I think, starts is that really a lot of times a divorce problem is really a dating problem. And, you know, one of the things I, I was thinking about, and I don't want to just lump some everybody into this at all. So please, I don't want people to think I'm like lumping everything. But, you know, I think what our culture really, and I didn't say it Sunday, but really our culture really promotes chemistry over commitment, you know, and look, mm-hmm. we want to be attracted to our spouse, no doubt. I mean, <laughs> that we, we want that to happen, but I think there's just so much emphasis on, there's got to be that chemistry there. There's got to be that, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that really what can begin to happen is if we're not careful, is that really we can look up and realize that maybe I was more in lust than I was in love, you yeah. know, because really when you think about it, what is lust? Lust is really the whole thing is, is getting married let's say if it's driven by lust is hey what can this person do for me how yeah. can this person make me better how can this person make me look better what can this person give to me love says the exact opposite is not really what what can this person do for me but what can I do for this person and so there's a total different shift in really understanding what and I think sometimes we've mixed this love and lust together and so I think really I think that was kind of when I was praying through and looking through is that we really needed to start with, with dating, you know, because maybe a lot of times it, if we're honest, if we go back, maybe that's where it really started. Yeah. Is that maybe, maybe we were dating somebody we didn't need to date, you know? And so uh, we wanted to kind of start there first and just kind of, Hey, you know, we don't need to enter into this thing lightly. Absolutely. Well, man, um, you talked about it some Sunday, but just to kind of recap, when is divorce? Okay. Well, well, the several passages that are in, in Scripture, one that we looked at this Sunday, and then one in First Corinthians, but really what it seems to be, just looking over the whole Bible, is there's two two reasons for valid for divorce. One is adultery or unfaithfulness in the marriage. So we see that even what was quoted here uh, in Matthew. It's actually in Luke 16. He addressed it again, and so that's one of the reasons for um we would say biblically a valid divorce. And another reason is an unbelieving spouse leaves the believing spouse is found. I think I referenced it in a sermon briefly, but this found in first Corinthians seven, uh, 13 through 15. And in this basically he addresses that if a believing spouse married to unbelieving spouse, the unbelieving spouse leaves, um, leaves in a sense divorces, just, you know, that that person, the, the believing spouse is being left, uh, is now, unbound basically to to their husband or to their wife um and so really that that's really what it lays out in scripture is that these are these are really the only biblical reasons for getting a divorce and um that's hard um because those are really only two two instances and if it doesn't fit in that in that instance then really what it's saying is is in the bible is that you don't have a valid reason for uh for divorcing i i have a quote i didn't read sunday but um, and well, we brought it up about that, you know, God never divorces us. And really, you know, you, you, you're free to divorce your spouse when Jesus divorces his hmm. and Jesus doesn't divorce his spouse. And so, um, in that, you know, just in understanding of even though while it's hard and, and, and there's so many multi layers to divorce, 
Um, it seems to be that those are the only two valid reasons for a biblical divorce. And even even in those cases, I think the ultimate hope for the Lord in, in those is that they would be reconciled even in those two things. Um, and so while th- divorce is valid in those cases, I think you know the hope for all, all of us would be that ultimately the marriage would be restored. And the God's you know, um, heart would be that it would be restored. But those are the two instances in Scripture where these are biblical reasons for divorce. Piggybacking off of that, um, what if someone finds himself um, in an abusive marriage? What what happens then? Um, well, I think you know there's multi levels of abuse. So uh, it could be emotional abuse, uh, physical abuse, uh, sexual abuse, and so uh, that those are very real and those are very uh, things. I think we need to understand first and foremost that God hates abuse, um, and so that God does not condone abuse. Just to give you a, a scripture reference, you can look at uh, Malachi two, fifteen through sixteen. Um, but we see this that God absolutely hates abuse, and so God does not condone that or recommend that. And for the person, if you are a person that is in a relationship in a marriage uh, where your spouse is being abusive, um, then you have the right to to get away from it, uh, to call. Uh, not only is it against the Lord, but even the state of of Louisiana. Uh, it's a crime, and so you have the right to call in the police, call an authority, uh, report it, um, deal with it. Um, and so, I would recommend that. You know, I, I think in that in that case, and this is I'm not an expert by any means, but I, I think one of the things is is if you are in that, is to pray for wisdom of of how to handle those situations because, I, and we know this too. I mean, just relationships get messy man i mean and that's why divorce is such a sensitive topic or all these things it's just, it's just so messy and there's just so many multi-layers to it and some people don't want to expose abuse because they don't want to they love their spouse and so they don't want to shame their spouse or, or do this or for it to reflect on them and so there's just and so i would say pray uh pray for wisdom pray for guidance um, but know this that, that that if you are in that situation then you need to get out of that situation um you need to to, to withdraw from the situation, um, you need to confide in people, and 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 if if it, you are being abused, to to report it, you know, and to deal with that in that sense. And uh, and I think this is hard too, even with abuse, um, with with divorce is, and we'll deal with it in the Sermon on the Mount as well. But uh, is to forgive and to pray for, um, pray for people that have harmed us, you know, and that's that's. Please understand, I'm, as I say that, that's way easier said than done. Yeah. Um, but I, I think if you are in that situation, then you need you need to know it is God hates it, and that you uh, you need to you need to remove yourself from that from that toxic you know situation. Um, and then from that, you know, I don't know if I have all the band sessioners, but you know, I think that's the first step. You know, yeah. If that is the case in you know in your marriage or life historically um looking at the church how has the church responded to divorce in the past and now here we are in 2020 um how should we respond to divorce now so and i guess i can only refer to uh, really i guess how long i've been alive and looking back a little bit but i think typically the way that divorce was somewhat in the church maybe looked at was and i I think it is it we, we saw sunday is wrong and but i think it was so shamed and that that if you ever had a divorce that you felt extreme shame from that and I think from the church and I think that the church maybe responded not in a judgmental way but maybe maybe leaning very near to that and very 
very strong and very little grace in that. And then I think you turn to where we are now. And I think this is the way that we are is that we tend to flip-flop like where we stand on things. And so kind of you, you, it's the pendulum swings the opposite direction. And I would say we're in a position now where I think the church has done a good job of showing grace, but then there also maybe tends to be it swings so opposite of where I'm just not going to address divorce and I'm not going to talk about it. And, you know, if people get divorced, that's fine, no big deal. And it kind of swings this other direction. And so we got to find ourselves somewhere in the middle. Uh, and I think as a church that we want to respond to say this, if you have been or if you are currently walking through divorce, just as a church to say, hey, we love you. We're going to stand beside you. We're going to love you. Um, we want to give grace and we want to show grace, but also at the same time we want to hold up a very high view of marriage and to say, hey, this is what Jesus thinks on this topic and not to shy away from the truth and to share the truth, but to share the truth in love. And so I think it's got to be this balance. And this is with any sin um, or any difficult situation is that we have to hold up both things. And I think typically the church, you know, you tend to swing to one end or the other. And I think we got to find ourselves somewhere in the middle as a church when it comes to the topic of marriage, divorce. And I would even say this, I think the homosexuality community, I think that's one of the things that they really are calling out churches of saying, well, if you if you say you stand for the sanctity of marriage, um, why aren't you addressing divorce? Mm. Because, um, and we would say this is true, I think the thing that's destroyed marriages more than anything else, uh, we know homosexuality is a sin, um, but divorce has destroyed marriages far more than homosexuality has. Yeah. And, and I think that that's been the sticking point for a lot of like almost calling out hypocrisy of the church of like, oh, if you want to stand for marriage, then you, you can't pick and choose what you stand for. That's right. And so I think that, that that's the thing as a church. We, we have to stand for what's truth and what's right, but also doing that with grace, just as Jesus, I mean, handles peoples with grace, grace and truth. And so I think we have to have both those as a church addressing any sin, any, any topic is to handle it with the truth of God's word, but also with God's grace and to understand the gospel covers. And that's why we hold up the gospel. None of us are good enough, you know, that's right. and why we need the gospel. So. Man, uh, our last question for the morning. Uh, if you are a child of divorce, if you're a product of divorce, what steps should you take in that healing process? So that's one of the things that I, I and somebody actually texted me about it, and, and I, I had thought about it. There's just so many things I, I, that I wanted to address in the sermon, but just for timeliness, you just, there's just no way to address all those things. And I think one of the things is, and we said this, that, that one of the reasons why God uh, hates divorce is because divorce it destroys it destroys lives and one of the things that it destroys lives of is is kids of divorce you know because I, I think really in a sense a lot of kids is that um, it wasn't their fault um, and I think there is sometimes maybe in kids of divorce feeling somewhat responsible for it I don't know responsible for it but but feeling some maybe guilt or shame over it um, when really it was the parents' decision not the kids to, but yet the kid has to then walk really yeah. for the rest of his life dealing with these things that really weren't his fault or weren't her fault. And so I would say, and, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of different kids of divorce or some that are probably saying, well, you know, maybe my, my dad or my mom cheated or there was this whole situation and actually it was better that this happened because maybe I didn't grow up around these things or maybe some people are saying, you know, I was, I've been, I'm still affected to this day because I don't have, I didn't have a father or mother and, all these kind of things where I had to split Christmas, uh, you know, all the, all the different harm of that. And so I would say it's obviously seek the gospel. Uh, we're thankful that um, when God looks at us uh, because of the gospel, because of Jesus, um, that we find grace in that, healing from that. 
And we know that God's able to heal all the wounds and, and the deep scars that we have, and God wants to. And I would say it's even uh, if 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 you're still in dealing with some of those things, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to go talk to somebody, yeah. you know, whether pastor me or or uh, counselor, uh, to even open up these things. You know, that's one of the things I've noticed about a lot of these men's retreats, not to get in what people talk about, but, you know, that it really starts to open up healing when we start to actually talk about things, about the things that have hurt us, things that have harmed us, things that's that, right. and really to, to really open up those wounds that we have and allow the Lord through the gospel to heal those wounds that we have. And so I would say that, and I would say this, which is, which is hard, um, um, but because we've experienced the amazing forgiveness of Christ that we need to forgive our parents. That's right. Or grandparents or whoever it may be that walk through these things. We don't, and maybe as a kid, maybe you were too young to even remember what was going on. And so there may be bitterness, anger at one parent, both parents. What I, I'm not sure, but, you know, I think to, to handle while it's easier said than done, but to extend grace and forgiveness to your parents. Um, there are a lot of variables that come when it comes to divorce. There's a lot of layers, even even in a case like I was thinking of, even in a case of sexual morality, unfaithfulness. There's still probably a lot of multi layers to that. That may have been the, the the straw that broke the camel's back, but there are probably so many other things that were going on as well. There's just so many different layers to relationships, and so um, as a as a product or a child of divorce, to seek healing from the Lord, and, he, and the Lord does that, but also um, to forgive. You know, and to not harbor anger, bitterness, those things, because those will uh, those will destroy you and yeah. and harm you and your heart. Um, to harbor these things, and so maybe uh, maybe it's extended forgiveness. You know, all those things. Absolutely. Well, man, um, thank you for uh, diving into a difficult text, and um, like you were saying, you're upholding grace and truth together. And hey, if you're listening and you have any additional questions or maybe some thoughts or things that you'd like to discuss, we encourage you reach out to us on social media. Um, we want to be people who, who yes, uphold truth, but also hold grace and, and have conversations. And so if you have any questions or anything, reach out to us and we'd love to have a conversation with you. James, thanks for sitting down with us. Yeah, no problem.